Hey, I'm Joy, and welcome to my podcast, Tell Me More. Hey, welcome back to my show, Tell Me More, a place where I interview leading business and tech leaders. This week, we're speaking with Henry Shi, co-founder and CTO of the Toronto startup SnapTravel. After securing $8 million in their Series A round, SnapTravel is one of the coolest companies in the Toronto tech scene. In today's episode, Henry talks about what it was like quitting Google to work on his own startup, why he's happy he didn't go to Harvard, and the importance of working in tech for all the right reasons. Today, we are so happy to have Henry on the show, and he tells us more about his company, SnapTravel. SnapTravel is a chatbot that helps customers find the best hotel deal over messaging. So customers talk to the bot and tell it, you know, where they want to go, how much they want to pay, their preferences. And then the bot will do a search across all sites to give the customers the best recommendations um, at the best prices. How did you come up with this idea? So I know you have a co-founder. Did you guys come up with it together? Did you have it when you were in college? Um, how did you kind of come about this? Uh, yeah, so I guess we kind of stumbled upon this idea because when I initially left Google to do my startup, we actually had no idea. So like not a single idea what we we're going to do, but we had a really good team and we knew we, kind of, you know, we could kind of figure things out. So we, and for the first like quarter, we ended up doing something in the B2B back office processing SaaS space. Um, got some customers, but that wasn't really scalable. So we decided to shut that company down. And in that process, we ended up talking to some people from some senior folks at Hotels.com, Expedia, and got into the hotel space with them. Uh, or, sorry, with doing some brainstorming with them. And then in the hotel space, we explored some ideas around like last-minute booking. And in that process, through testing, realized that people you know, just wanted to tell us the travel plans and have us book things for them. And then we, th- we saw that you know messaging was kind of coming and taking the trend. This was early 2016. So we decided to you know kind of get into this space and sorry get into this space and sort of ended up in a chatbot hotel space wait so going off two points you left google knowing that you wanted to work on a startup but you didn't know what your idea was you just knew that you wanted to leave yes uh yeah pretty much yeah i mean i want to i guess the backstory there is before i joined google i was running a startup and Waterloo, a social mobile startup, um, it's all you mentioned, uh, it's kind of pretty big in the South, like America, in the South, like Georgia, Alabama, um, Mississippi, stuff like this place like there, you know, we had a couple of million pages a day, but um, I was actually going to do that when I graduated, but unfortunately, I guess, we kind of, the, the app turned into something that, um, like it turned into more of like a gossip hookup app, and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to hook up and, you know, gossip for the next five years of my life, so I went to Google with the intent of, you know, being around smart people, learning and kind of, you know, being in the valley, but ultimately leaving to do it in the startup. So um, I did that. And um, Google, uh, long story short, Google was a, it's a great company, but it's a big company. It's you know, a lot of bureaucracy. And I just felt like I wasn't learning and being challenged enough. So I decided to, I guess, uh, leave after one year. Um, and then over that year, while I was at Google, I met my, my co-founder. And, you know, we just had really good, I guess we just really clicked. We had common values and beliefs and goals, and we just we were actually working together in the background, like bouncing ideas and stuff, for you know, a good six months before we, I decided to quit, quit and do it full time. Mm-hmm. So you never thought to yourself like, oh, this is going to be a big risk. You're essentially unemployed. You know, you're creating Google to start something that you're not sure will succeed. Did you have any of these thoughts? And like, did, how did you combat them? 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I don't know. I think like, you know, the big company is always going to be there, right? You could always get a job if you wanted to. And also, ultimately for me, it's like I, what I want to do. I just really wasn't, I guess, ultimately happy with doing I, I'm a rolling big company. Um, again, not to, you know, talk negatively about Google, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. Like it took me, you know, eight months before I shipped anything. And, you know, what I was used to, you know, shipping like twice, three times a week. And uh, just ultimately, I felt like I wasn't being challenged, and um, I wanted, you know, to, to really to remain stagnant is to fall behind, right? And that I just felt wasn't. And I mean, yeah. So I mean, I actually didn't feel too scared, um, or I guess you know nervous, because I guess the market's pretty good for for engineers. So yeah, I guess I was pretty lucky because I had the position of seeing a big company and seeing a small startup, right? So you have the perspective, and then you really get to know what is a good fit for you and what you like. And for me, like having that perspective really helps because yeah, like if I never worked at Google, I, you know, I can't definitively say I don't like big companies, but now that I have, I, I can say that and I can kind of close that chapter of my life. And I think you, you do see a lot of people, right, who do two years of banking and then quit, do something. So I don't think it's, I think it's just a perspective thing, not so much a intrinsic risk aversion. Mm-hmm, of course. So now that you have your own team and it's much smaller, what has been the most surprising thing about running a smaller company that's more close-knit that you personally kind of neglect? I guess you just do this long enough, nothing is really surprising because every day is a new surprise. <laughs> you know, like if something might be broken, something might happen, something might not work, you expected something may, um, you know, you thought you were going to get into this, you know, sort of fund you get in or vice versa. Um, you know, you get turned down by 10 investors, one says yes, right? So it's like, it's you just never know. And I think spontaneity is just the nature of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's a quality that's essential to have to be able to kind of take on anything that comes at you? Um, I think, it's, I guess it depends on what you might take on, but I think just, you know, being able to deal with ambiguity is, is pretty important because you never know what's going to happen like in a day, a month, a year. You don't know, you know, like this path is going to work, this path not. It's a lot of like experimentation, kind of like an experiment, a science experiment. Right? You just never really know. And I think Please you have to be okay with that, that, you know, you'll try it five times. You'll probably fail 4.5 out of that. And that's okay. Um, so, yeah. So when talking about failing, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made? You know, I think I we didn't hire fast enough. Um, excuse me, first for some roles. Like right now, we're still only five engineers. When we are, you know, doing the work of, you know, a lot more, so we can definitely hire a few more guys in the hiring. Um, I, I still, I think, I still haven't fully um, succeeded my role enough in terms of like getting people to, you know, who can take over if something would happen. If I, you know, weren't, um, I guess, if I was on vacation, right, then the system may not work for a month, uh, a week. So, getting more succession planning and, and it's very important. And I haven't done enough of that. Plus, I think we can still be more aggressive in terms of how we deploy capital and resources to, you know, hit bigger growth goals. Like we're doing pretty well, but we can be a lot more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so do you think those responsibilities fall on you or do you think those have to be delegated to other people? Um, I think it depends on the situation, um, but it's a kind of a culture thing, a cultural thing. I think Canadian entrepreneurs, a lot of times we um, don't, we, we, kind of aren't as aggressive as American counterparts or as, you know, for lack of a better word, amb- ambitious almost. And I think it's uh, 
it's a cultural thing and and you know, that's why for us we always try to keep a silicon valley mindset like our company we only the longest time actually even until now we always we only support usd and we only you know message people from the u.s number and the company's based in the u.s um and all of our funds are in the u.s so i think just having that mentality is really important Mm-hmm. So going back to your education, talking a bit about, you know, college, how has Waterloo impacted your life? Do you feel like there are real instances of you applying that information you learned in class to real life? Or was your bachelor's kind of, you know, like a degree to have and you found your jobs externally? Um, I think Waterloo is an amazing school. Um, I, you know, definitely wouldn't regret it, regret it one. Uh, like, I wouldn't regret it at all. Um, it's amazing education, amazing co-op program. Amazing entrepreneurial program, like Velocity, the incubator program, that's amazing. A lot of my really good friends are from there. Uh, just some of the smartest entrepreneurs I've met are from Waterloo. And it's a great ecosystem. Um, and also, like, look at the tuition, right? It's like, they're cheap compared to, like, Stanford at MIT or whatever, you know, U.S. Ivy School you talk about. And, you know, I've worked with people from U.S. Ivy Schools. I had an intern who was from Stanford. And, you know, and I've, had, I've worked with interns from Waterloo, and there's no difference. Um, it's just an amazing, an amazing program. And, the, just the quality of training is really high, and I think in terms of what you learn in school, like it, it definitely, um, definitely, there's it's not only say the education is useless in terms of curriculum, but a lot of it comes down to again the the the, the training, like the you know the work ethic and the sort of um, sort of the work ethic and the environment and the and the people you meet, less so the stuff you learn in your courses. Obviously, there's still courses that are helpful. Um, but so more so the just the overall environment. Mm-hmm. So why did you choose to double major in both econ and computer science? I mean, I was kind of still interested in like you know business stuff um, earlier, and I looked at the kind of course planning, and I realized that hey, if I take the right courses, I can get a major um, in something, and and without if I just take the right electives, right? I'm like, okay, great, why don't we just do that? So I did that, and it was okay. I mean, econ has always been interesting. And I like kind of, you know, the way they teach you to think about things, you know, sort of like on the margin and opportunity cost and like uh, sort of uh, what's the other word, like how people make decisions. And I think that's actually pretty interesting um, and actually fit, fits pretty well with um, CS stuff. So you actually see a lot of people who do econ and CS. Mm-hmm. So you think that it's been complementary to like your thinking moving forward? Yeah, I was just saying econ is great for like teaching this fundamental ways of applying logic and rationality to decision making and cost you know cost benefit analysis trade-offs but um other than that like again i think it comes down to just uh the your more or less your environment and perspective i think well everything aside uh people i think uh in general people should deal what they like (laughs) it's kind of you know it's really cliche but it's true Uh, i'm just i'm just really lucky that what i do i work i really enjoy and it just happened to be you know software or programming and building things but for a lot of people, that may or may not be the case. Um, so I think that's the most important thing, whether it's CS, uh, you know, design, product management, business, like whatever it be. Like that's the only way you do something really well. For tech, I think tech is, you know, pretty hot space right now. But, you know, like like tech in 2017 is like investment banking in 2007, right? Like it comes, things come and go. And, you know, it's, it's you got to, I think for most people, you got to really ask yourself why you're doing a decision. And um, that you can start with there. But um, in terms of actual fun of like, practical, less high-level stuff, practically, um, yeah, I think it never hurts to have a, a CS or, you know, math, science, engineering, STEM background, basically. Um, I think that definitely helps. But 
you know, I wouldn't do it just for the sake of doing it. Uh, again, like if you truly enjoy it. And if you don't, then, you know, there's many other ways. Like I have friends who, you know, never done, never, never have any CS background, but, you know, do like product management, right? Or do design or do, um, you know, venture capital or whatever it may be. So there's no one way to get to where you want to get, but I think it's more important to figure out where you want to go and why you want to go there. Mm-hmm. And so you actually enjoy what you do and you actually enjoyed CS and you actually enjoyed software engineering. So going back to being an entrepreneur, what is your favorite aspect? What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur at this point uh, in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's just like you get so much freedom, you know, you get to kind of you, you, you're the master more or less of your own destiny. I think that's just that's just an amazing feeling. Whereas like whatever you do, you're directly impacting your outcome. And um, that's that's super exciting for me. And on top of that, um, it's like every day, nothing's the same. Like you get a lot, of, a lot of like changes and different challenges, and you never kind of get bored, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you never think that you get tired of this. You never think that there's something else ahead. Like you think that this is the last step, or you think this is a middle step until something else. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there might be something else where before, after, you know, maybe I'll be too old to do a startup again. Who knows, right? But. I think I think it's important that you enjoy the journey and you really enjoy it. And there's no there's no regrets if you look back on what you decided to do. Like even for my first startup, you know, it didn't end up going anywhere, but I learned so much and I just had an incredible time. And um, there's no regrets there. So I think if you really enjoy what you do and the journey, and you can't really go wrong. If you had the chance to start your own career over, would there be anything you would do differently? I guess one one thing that would have been good is um, kind of having a more long-term perspective like i know a lot of times when you're young um you know especially if you have like asian parents you can always be sort of myopic about what you know the future holds like if i don't get into you know harvard my career is over i don't you know so i think i think that's something that i think i would do differently it's just because it's just because like your career is a long long time and you gotta have patience and um, sort of persistence because actually you know not going to Harvard is probably the best decision because I went to Waterloo I ended up not having to pay for school ended up making money from co-op got a great experience and you know got into startups through Velocity and the community and um, yeah so like you know I think just having a long-term perspective is, is uh, really important but you know I just say like all the other day like you I think it's most important that people find or not people but people find what they're truly passionate about. Um, I'm really fortunate and lucky that, you know, what I ended up studying was what I liked and was what, you know, happened to pay well and happened to be online for entrepreneurship. Uh, so I was really fortunate and I'm just happy that, I'm just really fortunate and lucky that things lined up. But that's not the case for everybody. And that's okay because it's more important to, I think, find what you're passionate about um, and kind of follow that path as opposed to, you know, what's the hottest uh, field of career you know, today might be software and tomorrow might be you know accounting the next day might be you know, medicine right but i think it's better to be kind of chasing your own dreams than to other people's realization of what your dreams should be hey that's the end of today's episode big thanks to you for tuning in and an even bigger thanks to henry for joining the interview you can check out snap travel on facebook at the handle snap travel and check out their website at getsnaptravel.com As always, today's episode is brought to you by me, Joy. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Give a like on Facebook with the handle TellMeMorePodcast and catch along with more information on my website, tellmemore.io. 
See ya next week.